How's it going, everybody? Welcome into the 13th episode of the Wanna Talk Sports Podcast. And guys, it's a great day today. Kyle, I know I'm doing good, and I know you know why, but how, how are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic. The Giants just took three out of four from the Dodgers and got revenge on their arch rivals after being swept in San Francisco. And so what can I say? Any weekend where the Giants take three or four from the Dodgers, I'm doing great. Dude, yeah. I mean, the Suns just beat Lakers, the Lakers in game four. It's still a series and it's a good one. It I wasn't sure this was a this was a win or essentially go home game, I I felt, and we yeah. won. So I'm excited to see how this how this series finishes up. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. And we got a lot of NBA to talk about today. But before we talk about that, let's get you updated on a little bit of the rest of the sports world. We'll start off with Major League Baseball. As I mentioned at the Open, the Giants took three of four from the Dodgers after losing on Thursday night. <clears throat> they came back and won on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday nights. And what might have been the game of the year, the Giants won eight to five on Friday. Mike Talkman robbed Albert Pujols of a walk-off home run in the, in the bottom of the ninth inning to keep the game tied five to five. And the Giants came back in the 10th and they scored three to make it eight to five. That game was crazy. The Giants were up five to two, and the Dodgers tied it in the ninth with a three-run homer, and then Talkman robbed Pujols to keep the game tied. Kevin Gosman continues his dominant pitching with a 1.4 ERA. He was pulled in the seventh inning, though, with hip inflammation. So we're hoping Kat Gosman's all right because he has been the best pitcher in the National League this year so far, and he's one of the reasons the Giants have had such a surprisingly good start. Uh, Shohei Otani's been in the news a lot. Lately, for obvious reasons, he's probably the greatest two-way talent we've seen since Babe Ruth. He has 15 home runs. He struck, in at, he struck out 50 people. No one's done that since Babe Ruth. But he was in the news for a slightly more embarrassing thing the other day. In the Bay Area, there is a train system called BART, Bay Area Rapid Transit. They'll take you from anywhere in the Bay Area to Oakland or San Francisco. And uh, Otani was riding the BART train with his teammate, Kurt Suzuki, and they missed their stop. And because they missed their stop, Otani got to the game late and they had to they had to actually push him back. So he wasn't able to start until yesterday. He was supposed to start on Friday. So Shohei Otani, for all the good, there's a little bit of bad, a little embarrassing. <laughs> missed his start because of Bart. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think I'm going to lose my fantasy baseball week because he missed. I'm like down like five, ten points. And Otani has been kind of my guy this year. So... <laughs> rough rough for that for sure but i mean what what a random reason to miss a miss a game but that's okay yeah and there was all kinds of reasons they actually blamed it on bart at first they said oh there was a train failure and then bart was like oh no 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 none of our trains failed it was your fault because you missed your stop you know otani he's gonna have a lot more bright spots in his career and hopefully he'll be able to look back on this one and laugh <clears throat> uh the arizona diamondbacks they had lost 13 straight games ouch they went from 18 and 22 to 18 and 35. They lost 13 straight games. Today, they finally beat the Cardinals 9 to 2 to win their first game in, um, in 14 tries. And then, uh, kind of just keep on the same um, theme of streaks. The Rays, a streak in the other um, end. They raised one 12 in a row last week. They lost one to the Royals. And they have now won 15 of their last 16. They are now 34 and 20. They are in first place in the National League East. And they're getting going into a huge matchup with the Yankees um, this week. Uh, the Tampa Bay Rays, of course, went to the World Series last year as the American League champions, and they started slow. But obviously, that was an aberration because, as we can see now, they are still one of the best teams in the American League. And you just, with the Rays, you just wonder how. Because 
they just trade all their guys and call up guys from the minor leagues and they're still the best team in the major leagues. They just have, they, they don't spend any money. There's something in the water in Tampa Bay, I guess, but you know. You know what it is? What? Randy Arozarena. You, Dude, he's a, he's a great player. Like, is. obviously that's not the reason why they're doing well because one player doesn't carry your whole team, but, but he's been great for them and he's a young stud. Yeah, yes, indeed. What's so interesting, though, is they literally traded Willie Adamas, who was basically an all-star for them last year. There was no all-star game last year because of coronavirus, but he would have been an all-star for them last year, and they traded him. Just like, and he's a young star in his early 20s, and they traded him basically for just a relief pitcher, and they're still one of the best teams in baseball. It just makes no sense. The baseball rules do not apply to the Tampa Bay Rays. A little bit more of some negative news here. Marcelo Zuna was arrested for assault two days ago. Uh, this is a, about a year after his girlfriend was actually arrested for assault. Um, it does not look good. It looks like he tried to strangle somebody. And so he is currently in jail um, for that. And uh, we don't know what happened, but we hope that the person who was affected, um, that they're all right. And uh, we hope that justice is found. And if Marcel is innocent, that he can come back and play baseball. And that if he's guilty, he faces the repercussions he deserves. So that's it for baseball. Ryland's got a couple of things from the NFL. Yeah, for sure. The NBA is where everything's going on right now. Um, but just a couple pieces of news. Julio Jones has been, he has demanded a trade. He he doesn't want to be with the Falcons anymore. Uh, and this has been kind of in the water for a little bit now. Um, but in the past week or so, he officially said he wanted out. And, and there's a lot of teams that are looking into it, including it came out today that the Seahawks are apparently interested um, but we also got teams such as the Eagles, the Titans, the Chargers, the Patriots that have all kind of been thrown out there as teams that could potentially get him. One big thing is he would take up about $9 million of cap space. Uh, the Seahawks don't have that cap space right now. So if they did make that trade, they would have to free it up somewhere. Uh, teams like the Chargers and the Patriots do have that cap space, so maybe it would make more sense. But is there a certain place that you would like to see Julio Jones? Because, I mean, he's, in my opinion, probably the best receiver of this generation. He's kind of post-Calvin Johnson, mm -hmm. post-Randy Moss, obviously. Um, but But he's just been a stud his whole career. He's definitely getting a little older, but the man can still play football. Yeah. Obviously, besides the 49ers, the place I would love to see him go is the Packers. I think that if the Packers are going to keep Aaron Rodgers, that would be a great way to kind of sh show the peace offering. Like, look, here's Julio Jones. I saw somewhere online that a great idea would be um, to actually to actually trade Jordan Love um, along with some picks, obviously, because that's not going to only get you Julio Jones. But Jordan Love and whatever else needs to be traded to get Julio Jones to actually be like, hey, look, Aaron Rodgers. We got rid of the guy who um, you're scared is going to replace you, and we got you a top-of-the-line wide receiver that can help you win a championship. I think that would be fantastic. But, of course, I'd love to see him go to the 49ers as well, and I would hate to see him go to the Seahawks. So, um, you know, that's just me being a 49ers fan. <laughs> yeah, him going to the Packers would be really interesting. Honestly, the Jordan Love, I, I could see them wanting to trade him because it would be kind of like, okay, we're getting rid of who we took, but – Honestly, all the news that I've heard on Jordan Love and all the beat reporters that I've heard talk about him, he is not looking good in training camp. Like, he he's, like, missing throws. Apparently, there was one day that the top five Packers receivers didn't show up be, because 
Aaron Rodgers didn't show up and they kind of wanted to stay with him. So Jordan Love was thrown to like six string receiver. And I mean, that wasn't helping anything, but the man, the man's not exactly lived up to what they wanted him to. So it's an interesting situation. Uh, we'll, we'll see where Julio Jones, because he, he's not staying a Falcon for sure. So I, I bet in the next week or so, I think he'll get traded after June 1st, um, where kind of caps cap moves around a little bit. Um, the cap hit is a little less for trading a player. So it'll be interesting to see. Um, and, and finally, just not really a piece of news, but Patrick Mahomes says he, he this season he's shooting for 20-0, and 0, which it would be the first season ever because now with the extended 17-game season, you could win 20 games instead of 19 games if you make it all the way to the championship and win it without losing a game. So, I mean, hey, if anyone could do it, I mean, Brady maybe, but like Mahomes is kind of kind of a killer right now. So, hey, rematch in the Super Bowl with both teams 19 and 0, who says no? Yeah, that would be insane. <laughs> like that would actually be absurd if two teams went 19 and 0. Because Brady said earlier in the offseason he also wants to go 20-0. So oh my gosh, imagine that would be <laughs> absurd. That that would be like the most anticipated Super Bowl in a long time. And long the funny time. thing is, is Brady would still win. I I think Mahomes would get him this time, but hey, <laughs> potatoes, I guess. Yes. Yeah, that, that's really all there is for the NFL. Nothing really too crazy is happening. Just kind of OTAs are going on, training camps going on. Uh, players are getting back in the swing of things, which is always good to see. There you go. There you go. Well, before we dive into the NBA, as we promised, we have a couple more things to talk about. First off, we don't really watch it too closely, but we do want to update you on the NHL playoffs. Uh, just a little rundown here. Um, the number four seed Islanders beat the number one seed Penguins. And the way they do it in the NHL is they actually go by division, not by conference. And so when I say number four seed, that's the last team from that division to get into the playoffs. So the number four seed Islanders beat the Penguins four to two. The number three seed Bruins beat the Capitals four to one. The Hurricanes, number one seed, beat the number four seed Predators four to two. The number three seed Lightning beat the Panthers four to two. Out West, the Avalanche, number one seed Avalanche, beat the Blues four to the number two seed Vegas Golden Knights beat the Wild 4-3. That's, uh, that's um, my man's here. That's Ryland's uh, prediction. And then a little weird with COVID this year, but Canada has its own division and its own league. And so the Maple Leafs and the Canadians are still tied through the three in the first round. They started later than the rest of the NHL playoffs. And then the Winnipeg Jets, the number three seed of the Canada League, they won 4-0, which means that the matchups for the second round are the Avalanche versus the Vegas Golden Knights, the Islanders versus the Bruins, the Hurricanes versus the Lightning, and then the Winnipeg Jets versus either the Canadians or the Toronto Maple Leafs. And so that is your NHL update. Yeah, and, and then one more piece of news. We had the Champions League final, and Chelsea wins it all. Chelsea wins it all beating Manchester City. They beat them 1-0. Maybe not the most exciting game, but hey, they, they won Champions League. Always a super impressive feat. First ever American on a Champions League winning team, uh, which is really cool. It, it's cool, but it's also kind of sad, you know, that like for all the athletes that we have, this is the first American who's actually able to win the Champions League final. Kind of shows you how much we really care about soccer. Yeah, that's true. Uh, honestly, we... Soccer isn't even a top three sport in the United States, really. And the rest of the world, it's like the sport. Like, yeah, 
yeah, you have other countries playing basketball. Some other countries play football. But, like, compared to soccer, it's all, like, mm-hmm. nothing. So, yeah. I mean, it, it's good to see American soccer looks like it's kind of moving in the right direction. They got some they got some young stars spread throughout the European uh, leagues. But we'll, we'll see what happens. I still think we got it quite a bit to go. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. And of course, we'll see what happens in the Olympics this year if they happen, because that's a whole nother can of worms. Um, and what happens in the FIFA World Cup in a couple of years. But yeah, um, now let's move on to I think what you've all been waiting for. Let's move on to some NBA action. The NBA playoffs have begun and they have begun with a bang. Um, these playoffs have been incredible, closely tight, closely tight uh, matched games. Um, and it's really refreshing coming off, I think, about five years where except for maybe the heat last year um it was really kind of uh, we kind of already knew who was going to win in the playoffs it was um, the warriors versus lebron for about five years in a row yeah and this year honestly it's anyone's guess i think a lot of people think the nets will probably make it out of the east but the sixers are looking madly impressive against the wizards and then the west is wide open so yeah let's just go straight into the, the storylines here first storyline just because it's over the bucks did sweep the heat i was very surprised by called it <laughs> the uh bucks obviously remembered what the heat did to them last year and they uh, had no mercy even Giannis saying after the series that they did not want to play with their food and uh they they kicked the heats at the, the miami heats ass and honestly it was very surprising to me because a team that in the bubble um really prided itself on mental and mental strength and its ability to handle adversity they just got absolutely just pushed around in this series and just absolutely destroyed and uh, knowing Pat Riley and Eric Spolstra, there will be some changes coming this offseason after what happened um, in this series. So, Yeah, I mean, honestly, it wasn't all that surprising to me. I, I think the first game, the Bucks really came out swinging. And, and I really just think that addition of Drew Holiday this offseason made a world of difference. Mm-hmm. It gave them a player that he's super athletic, super fast. He can get to the hoop whenever he wants, essentially. Yeah, he, he's a good shooter. He he can make shots on the outside, and that really was the issue. They didn't really have the people to stretch the floor. Eric Bledsoe was their point guard last year, and he can't really shoot at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, it, and Drew Holiday is also a great defender too. Yeah, it really was just that extra piece that they needed, I think, to make that kind of step to now they're now they're a championship contender. I I believe that there's some good teams in the East right now, but I, I definitely think the Bucks should not be counted out in any way because they have a back-to-back MVP on their team. hundred percent. You know, we'll just talk about the Nets right now with the Celtics because the Nets are beating the Celtics 3-1 right now in the series. I believe that game has ended. Uh, the Nets beat the Celtics today. A Nets-Bucks series is what's looking pretty likely here and i think that series is going to be incredible the nets and the bucks um i could see that one going six or seven because um if there's any team that has the personnel like you were talking about rylan to defend the brooklyn nets um or even keep up with them in scoring i think it could be the bucks and after what the bucks did to the heat which again will remind you were the reigning eastern conference champions i could be a hell of a series so yeah yeah, I mean, they have Giannis, who obviously would be matching up against KD because he, he's the essentially a seven-footer, uh, both of them. And they got Drew Holiday, who matches up pretty well against Kyrie. I mean, it's hard to ever completely shut down any of these stars. But yeah, And then Chris Middleton, who is also a fantastic defender, putting him on James Harden. 
it's a little bit uh, different position-wise, but their three stars are three-star defenders as well as people that can score. Like Chris Middleton hit a game winner up against the Heat, and he showed that he can be clutch too for them and go and get them that winning bucket if needed. So, yeah, it, it if if we see a Bucks versus Nets series, I think it will be one to watch because it should be very very fun. In, that Nets team is scary. They, don't count them out because they the big three just combined for a hundred and four points today, which is which is just absolutely absurd. Having three players score over a hundred points. The Nets definitely are scary, and they're definitely a team, and they're definitely I think the prohibitive favorite to come out of the East. But one thing I will say between the Bucks and the Nets is that I know everyone's like to make likes to make a big deal out of Blake Griffin and how he's having a bit of a resurgence. Um, and Joe Harris is a great player, but I think the Bucks have more depth than the Nets do. I think the Nets have the better th- have the better three players overall. I think if you were to rank the top six players in the series, you would go number one KD, number two Giannis, and then it would be Harden and Kyrie, and then Middleton and Holiday. But after that, like I said, the Nets have Harris and Griffin, but the Bucks just have a ton of guys who work really well in that system. Brooke Lopez is not to be slept on. He's a former All-Star. Dante uh, DiVincenzo's been very good for them. Yes. I think that's where the Bucks could beat the Nets. I think if the Bucks are going to beat the Nets, it's going to be because they're better defensively. Because the Nets, look, the Nets are a great team, but they cannot defend a parked car. So, I mean, Jason Tatum just has been dropping 50 pieces on them, and they've been giving up 120-plus to the Celtics every night. It's just that they have more and scoring. still winning by 20, which is yeah. just crazy. Yeah, and so that's where the series will be decided, is it'll be decided on whether those top three guys can just outscore all the depth that the Bucks have, and I think it'll be a hell of a series. do want to uh, acknowledge the team that the Nets are beating right now, the Celtics. As I said earlier, Jason Tatum is having a hell of a series, and he's having a hell of a playoffs. He has scored two 50-point games, one in the play-in tournament, one in the playoffs. After scoring two at the end of the regular season, he has four 50-point games, I think in the last 20, his last 20 games, which is absolutely ridiculous. And really, it's a part of a theme that has been taking over these NBA playoffs, which is the next line of superstars is really starting to show themselves. I have some guys listed here. Jason Tatum, who's obviously basically carrying the Celtics, and it's not going to be enough, but we commend him for his effort. Trey Young right now, who is just absolutely cooking the New York Knicks. He's averaging 24 and 10. Ja Morant right now is third in scoring in the playoffs um, amongst all players. The man is averaging 33.7 points per game. He has been incredible. He outdueled Steph Curry to get into the playoffs, which no one saw coming. Of course, Donovan Mitchell, who a lot of people believe is the best player on the best team in the NBA. Devin Booker is averaging 23, 25.3 points per game. Um, him and Chris Paul are in, locked in a huge battle. Michael Porter Jr. is averaging over 20 points a game for the Nuggets. And then, of course, Luka Doncic, who right now is just playing with the Los Angeles Clippers, so basically single-handedly. Um, and so, yeah, what what do you think, Ryland, about these young stars? Yeah, well, first, there's one more player that I, I really do need to mention. DeAndre Ayton has been absolutely mm-hmm. fantastic in this Sun series. He, he was a player that was picked over Luka Doncic and Trey Young, and and while he's averaged a double-double all the years of his career, people always kind of regretted that pick. But, I mean, in this series, he has been absolutely essential for them. In the first three games, he had over 20 points each game. I think he averaged 22 points a game and over 10 rebounds a game. Today, he had, I believe, 17 points and 17 rebounds. He, he's been just 
huge for them. Uh, he's really looking like a true big man, which we don't see all that often uh, in the league anymore. But yeah, the, these stars have been fantastic. Mm-hmm. Truly, Trey Young has just been amazing. Really, really developing into a superstar yeah. for that Hawks team. And Luka Doncic, honestly, we have Michael Jordan and LeBron James, who are obviously the two players that people always put into GOAT conversations. And outside of those players, we haven't really had someone that we could feasibly see at the end of their career stepping into that GOAT conversation. Watching Luka Doncic play, like looking like 12, 14, 15 years in the future, hopefully he has a very long career. It would not completely surprise me mm-hmm. if at the end of his career, Luka Doncic could maybe, if he can get the championships, mm-hmm. maybe he could end up like, he could end up being in the GOAT conversation. Like, he is so good. He can do everything good for that team. He's a big guy. Like, he's six foot eight, six foot nine. He can shoot, he can go to the hoop. He can pass the ball like no other. I think him, Morant, and Tatum, when I look at this group, because all these guys are going to be perennial all-stars in their career, and I think all of these guys have shots to shots to win champ, uh, championship or many championships. I think Booker has the best shot out of all of them this year because of the team that he's on. Or, I mean, maybe Mitchell. I think the Suns are better than the Jazz, though, um, in the playoffs. But... Jason Tatum, Luka Doncic, and John Morant are the three that I look at, and I'm like, those three guys could at some point in their career be the best players in the NBA after watching what they've done in the playoffs. Because John Morant is wickedly athletic. Just like I don't, he, I think he's the most most athletic point guard, not the best point guard, but I think he's the most athletic point guard right now in the NBA. Jason Tatum has carried that Celtics team. He just has that it factor. I think he's going to win a championship as the best player on the team some year. But then Luka Doncic, I think has been head and shoulders over the rest. We're, we're, we're going to talk about every series here at some point. So might as well talk about the Clippers and the Mavericks. Luka Doncic, that's, that, the Mavericks are up two to one and the Clippers did come back and win game three. But for those first two games, Luka Doncic was basically LeBron Jamesing the Los Angeles Clippers who a lot of us think has a chance to make it to the NBA Finals. Like, that's how good their team is. I mean, before, I think before the playoffs with Kawhi and Paul George, we all kind of saw them as a potential NBA Finals team. But the thing is, is that, yes, the Mavericks have, Mavericks have good players, but when Luka Doncic doesn't have the ball in his hand, that offense just absolutely goes to shit. Like, that, like he is legitimately the one guy who keeps that offense going, and he was single-handedly just playing with the Clippers for those first two games. Um, I think it's going to be challenging for him to finish out this series um, because I just think it's, I think it's hard to be one dimensional like that against two of the best defenders in the NBA, Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. Um, I think it's going to be a hell of a finish to the series. Um, but Luka Doncic has been, he's, he's been incredible. And this was after he took the Clippers to six last year in the bubble um, basically by himself as well. Yeah, for sure. And one thing to note, uh, Luka Doncic is currently dealing with a neck strain. He is projected to play in game four. This Mavericks team is essentially nothing without Luka. Yeah. Like, the, they have some decent players. Porzingis is decent. Tim Hardaway is a, a good player. But, I mean, uh, they, they don't win a game without Luka. Yeah. Uh, so, so, hopefully, I, I don't want to see him injured. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not a Mavericks fan, but – 
I love watching Luca play. It's just so fun. And he seems like a fun guy. Like this series has been really fun to watch, honestly, just because Luca has been cooking. Mm-hmm. Uh, but props to the Clippers being able to come back and get game three. Cause I mean, if they lost game three, I think it was over now with Luca potentially facing some injuries, maybe they could maybe they could sneak back and get a second game and tie the series up. But I think the game tonight, which I will be watching very closely, um, the game tonight, we're recording this podcast on Sunday. So after when this is released, we will know the results of the game tonight. But the game tonight, the Mavericks and the Clippers, I think whoever wins that one, that game wins the series. Um, that's my opinion. I'll give you a little update. The Clippers are up 40 to 27 right now in this game in mm-hmm. the second quarter. So, yeah. <laughs> Luca, Luca's actually not playing too hot right now. Maybe, maybe it's a little bit of injury, but yeah, yeah we'll, we'll see what happens at the end of that game. Still plenty of time left. Yes, indeed. Going on to some more storylines here. We'll mention this very quickly, but the 76ers are destroying the Wizards, which I think we all expected. Um, the Sixers are the number one seed. The Wizards are the number eight seed, and the Wizards were inconsistent all year. So the Sixers definitely showing they are part of that big three in the East that could make it to the finals. But then I think, in my opinion. Which and there's been a lot of great series. I think the Suns and the Lakers are up there, but I think the series that has definitely gotten the most attention and the series that has been the most exciting, just because both teams have had packed houses, has been the Hawks and the Knicks. And the Hawks are up three to one right now on the Knicks. Trey Young has been cooking them. Spike Lee's been crying a lot. Derek Rose looks like he's. I mean, I don't think he's nowhere near he where he was when he won MVP. But I think this is the closest we've seen him since he had the injury playing on that Knicks team. But yeah, it's been a great series, a lot of great trash talk. Um, and I think the Hawks are going to pull it out. I think the Knicks will win game five at the Garden, but I think that they'll go back to Atlanta and I think the Hawks will win this one and then they'll get destroyed by the 76ers. But it's been a great series so far. Yeah, I know this is a little bit of a surprise for both of us because I think both of us thought that the Knicks would probably win this series. But I'm, I mean, John Collins has been playing great for them. Like obviously Trey Young has been the focal point, but John Collins has been playing great. Clint Capella has been huge for them. He's been putting up a solid like 10 to 15 points and he, he gets so many rebounds. Mm-hmm. Um, Bogdanovich has been great for them. Uh, it's a solid young team. Yeah. Um, I, I don't necessarily think they have that, that second star. Mm-hmm. I think John Collins is a very good player. May, maybe he's able to kind of take that next step. Hawks have been crushing right now. They've been really just handling the Knicks. Uh, yeah. And we've seen Trey Young as one of the biggest trash talkers in the league, which has been kind of funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, the Hawks, I think they're a great young team. I think they're still a couple couple years away. And I also think they need another star to go with Trey Young. I don't think Trey Young can win a championship as the number one star on a team. I love Trey Young. Don't get me wrong. Great player. And he's shown it in this series, but I think they need a guy, maybe in that forward position, a star to play with Trey Young and those other guys to give them a chance to be real contenders. But yeah, I mean, it's been an exciting series. It's been fun. I think that if you were to pick one series to kind of show that we are really starting to get out of this pandemic and that fans are starting to come back into the arenas, it's the Hawks and the Knicks. They've been just selling out those games. Um, and that's a, that's a storyline in the NBA right now is that number one, fans are back in the buildings, which we're all very happy about. A lot of stadium, a lot of arenas are selling out. Some arenas in California and Oregon are still 50% capacity, but there's some downside with it too. We've had multiple instances of fans throwing things or spitting on players. Spitting is really disgusting. Trey Young got spat on at the Garden. 
Um, Russell Westbrook had popcorn thrown at him. And then I just got an update that five minutes ago, Kyrie had a water ball, water bottle thrown at him. And so definitely, definitely interesting to see how these fans come back, but also how there's some issues that are going along with them coming back. And I think honestly, like it's very unfortunate because it should be such a happy thing to see these fans back in arenas and to have some of this stuff kind of cloud what should be such a great thing after this pandemic is really unfortunate but yeah what are your thoughts on it rylan yeah i mean obviously none of this should be happening like if you're going to a game i understand it's a playoff game and it, it gets very intense and that's why this is happening i don't think any of this would happen during a regular season game be smarter than that like it's just dumb like what is the point of dumping popcorn on a player yeah it, 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 especially after a game it accomplishes nothing it's just kind of it's just kind of petty but it I do love the intensity from the fans, like especially this Hawks and Knicks game. They've just been beefing back and forth. And I think it's hilarious. Like (laughs) I'm I'm not saying don't, don't be spitting on players. Don't be throwing stuff at players, but I, I love the beef. The beef just makes the playoffs that much more intense and that much more just enjoyable. Like it, it just feels good to have a normal series happening again. Yeah, for sure. And I think that this was like this. I think these playoffs have been the reward for NBA fans for being so patient. How great the playoffs have been with the fans being allowed back in the stands, the intensity. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, another series that we got going on right now that's been pretty good. I mean, you just said it. Jaw's been killing it, but the the Grizz and the ja- the Grizzlies and the Jazz are playing right now. Uh, the Jazz have a two one lead after the Grizzlies took game one. Yeah, it, it's been good. Jaw's been Jaw's been playing really well, but uh, they got edged out in the game yesterday. Uh, it was really close, and then Donovan Mitchell kind of just took over right at the end there. Yeah. What do you think about that series? I mean, I think we all knew the Jazz were going to be really good. I mean, Mike Conley has been averaging 24 points a game as well. Donovan Mitchell's been great. Rudy Gobert has been great. They have a bunch of other players who can beat you. But I think my biggest takeaway from this series has been how good the Grizzlies look. John Morant and Dylan Brooks are both averaging over 20 points a game. I think Dylan, I think we could see this realistically from John Morant, but Dylan Brooks has been averaging 27 points a game. Maybe him waking up and showing that he's a star of the future. I think this series is going to go six, and I think the Jazz are going to win, but I think that the Grizzlies have definitely shown in these playoffs that they're going to be a team to be reckoned with going forward. And Memphis is a small market, so I don't see them getting a big-time free agent with the right moves. Um, this could be a team that could be in that conversation in the next couple of years of one of those top three seeds um, or maybe even competing for a championship appearance uh, if they make the right moves because they definitely got the star in John Morant. Dylan Brooks might be the secondary star. Jaron Jackson's a great-looking young player. And so this is definitely a team with a lot of promise coming up in the future. But then, of course, the Jazz. I think the Jazz, um, they're going to move on, and uh, they're going to have a chance to – They're gonna. they're going to have a chance here – to make it to the finals with the West though, it's really a crap shoot. Cause I could see them losing to the Mavericks or the Clippers, depending on who they play. And then the other, another series that's going on in the Western conference right now that Ryland's obviously very invested in the Phoenix suns and the Los Angeles Clippers. This has been an incredible series. You have the surprise team of the year with the Phoenix suns going up against the greatest player of our generation in LeBron James. And uh, the suns took game one. Then the Lakers came back and took game two, and the Suns won today in game four. The big storyline right now is the health of Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis hurt himself in today's game. 
if he comes back for game five, we're looking at quite a best of three to see who moves on. Ryland, I know that this series has been very stressful for you. <laughs> What's been going on over there? Yeah, it's been a it's been a bit of a roller coaster of emotions, let's just say. It started off with the Lakers beating the Warriors, and I was pissed off because we had to play LeBron in the first round of the playoffs after not making the playoffs in 11 years and getting the two seed. So that felt bad. But then we came out hot in the first game. Devin Booker dropped 34 points. DeAndre Ayton had a 20-point double-double. Chris Paul got injured, though. That was the big storyline after game one. He had a shoulder contusion and wasn't able to play in the second half, but they were able to hold them off. And I was hyped. It was a great game. Game two, not so great. Well, Chris Paul just did not look himself. He just wasn't able to really handle the ball. And that second half, they just didn't really put him back in because he just wasn't looking great. Uh, we, we, we just got beaten that one. Anthony Davis played amazing. LeBron played – I mean, he's LeBron. He always does solid enough. Uh, game three, we got manhandled. It did not look good. Chris Paul still was looking pretty injured. Today, though, Chris Paul looked like Chris Paul, and, and which I think is just huge. Apparently, he almost got sat today, which would have just been terrible. It really looked like, to me, the Suns just picked up the pace of play. The first game, they were really pushing the tempo. They were really controlling uh, the paints, and they were really getting into the paint and scoring there. Games two and three, they couldn't shoot outside to save their life. And they weren't going to the paint, and it just spiraled out of control. Game four, though, they really, really went back into the paint, and I think that is why they were able to win this game. Obviously, Anthony Davis getting injured is big, and he's his status for game five is currently up in the air right now. So they're coming back home. If Anthony Davis is out, I obviously think we have a chance to win it I think even with him in we have a chance to win it coming back home but yeah this series has uh got my heart racing a couple of times <laughs> yes indeed and uh I, I mean I just feel bad for Suns fans because they probably are facing the strongest seven seed of at least the last three decades uh in uh in the playoffs because I don't think we've ever had a seven seed that's been this good um for a long time um, yeah, and LeBron's never lost a series, a first round series in his career. So that we're playing against the odds a little bit here. <laughs> he is 14 and 0 in the first round. Never played Chris Paul, though. <laughs> so, so we'll see what happens. But uh, go Suns. <laughs> we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Uh, the last series that we've yet to talk about, another great series the Blazers and the Nuggets are tied to do two to two. This has been a great series. I think it's been underplayed just because of all the other great storylines. Damian Lillard versus Jokic. Damian Lillard was hitting insane shots in uh, game two of the series and they still lost. Yeah, I mean, I think that the Nuggets are hurting without Jamal Murray. Michael Porter stepped up, but ha having Jamal Murray, who was so huge for them in last year's playoffs has been big. Um, but it's a three game series now. Um, I think whoever wins the series is going to get beat by whoever wins the Suns and the Lakers series. I think both those teams are objectively better than both these teams right now. Um, but it's been a great series. I was predicting the Blazers to win this series. Watching it now, uh, I really do think it can go either way. I mean, it's 2-2 right now. Jokic has been great. I, I mean, Jokic isn't as flashy as Dame, obviously. He's not pulling from... He's not pulling from the logo or anything, but I mean, he's consistently putting up nearly 30 points. And 
I mean, he, he basically puts up a triple-double or, or close to a triple-double every game. Like, he is just yeah. – he can do everything. I'll, I'll keep my pick with the Blazers, I think, because I do think they just have the more they're, – they're just – they're not even more experienced, though. The, the Nuggets made it to the conference finals last year. Yeah, they had Jamal Murray. I don't know. I really think this series could go either way. So okay. we'll see. I I won't change my pick, but it, it would not surprise me by any means if the Nuggets won this. Yes, yes, indeed. And I'm just telling you right now, the series I want to see in the Western Conference Finals, I'm not saying this is what I'm predicting. I'm just saying what I want to see after watching these first week of playoffs is I want to see either the Suns or the Lakers versus Luka Doncic and the Mavericks in the Western Conference Finals. That's what I want to see. I would love to see the Suns versus the Mavericks because the Suns would win that series. They are just so much deeper than the Mavericks. Like, Luka's amazing. Mm-hmm. But, I I mean, obviously I can't just say that and it be true, but, like, I true, I do really believe that they would win that series, though. For sure, for sure. Well, before we move on to predictions, um, Ryland, do you have any other takeaways from the playoffs that you'd like to talk about? I mean, really, I think Luka Doncic, he's looking like someone that potentially – uh, he, he's going to be the best player in the NBA if he keeps it up like this, I believe. Once LeBron's gone, once KD's gone, I think it will be the Lucas show, and he will be the head of the NBA. And maybe he ends up in the GOAT conversation. Jason Tatum, Trey Young, John Morant, Devin Booker, and even DeAndre Ayton, they're looking like they're all going to be superstars in the in the coming year or so. I mean, a couple of those guys already already kind of were, but like – truly in the playoffs they're stepping up i mean this is devin booker's first playoff series um and ayton's too and jaws so just the young young guys are really starting to take over i i think that's just really the biggest takeaway i think my biggest takeaway is that we are into the playoffs we're almost done with the first round and i still have no idea who's going to win the nba finals i have educated guesses but it's not like past years where I really have like a team that I think is going to win it. Cause last year was the Lakers the year before that. I, we thought it was the Warriors that didn't end up happening. The Raptors ended up winning. And then all the years before that was either the Cavs or the Warriors. And so I, I I'm just really excited that I have no idea who's going to win it. And uh, it's really um, going to be entertaining. Cause I really, cause it doesn't feel scripted. It doesn't feel like there's a team that's supposed to win. I think the the nets you can make a case for, but even the nets, they're going to have their hands full with the bucks and the Sixers. Those series are not going to be series. that's going to be easy for them to win whatsoever. Um, and so, yeah, I'm just excited about that, that we have parody in the NBA. Now for our last segment of the night, we got predictions before we get started. Um, let's go over our record. So Ryland currently is 38 and 24. And then I am 33 and 29, still on the comeback grind that has been going on for a while, but it's slow but sure. Hey, you're only five back now. It's not too bad. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the average is starting to even out here. We're starting. We're starting to see some. Uh, we're starting to see some winning come back to yeah. Kyle City. All right. All right. So for our first two predictions here, I'm doing something a little bit unorthodox. It's not going to be a game. I'm going to ask for the winner of the series because these two series are going into game five tied two to two. So it's anyone guess who's going to win. So our first series that I'm going to ask Rylan about the Lakers and the Suns, who ends up winning this series? I hate you for this. Ah, ah, I'm, I'm not picking against my own team. Suns win it. We believe rally the Valley. I will. <laughs> against my own team 
Do I like picking against LeBron? Not particularly. <laughs> um, well, this is an easy one for me. LeBron's in a three game series, LeBron's not gonna lose. So I'm gonna find a LeBron's gonna find a way to win and get on to the next round. So yeah, I got the Lakers. We will, see, we will see about that one. I got the Lakers uh winning this series. The next series that we have on the docket, another series tied two to two, the Blazers and the Nuggets. Who ends up winning this one? Another tough one. Uh, I'll, I'll stick with my guess of the Blazers. I think Dame time comes up clutch, but it'll be close, and Nuggets could definitely win it. I know I said Blazers earlier, but now hearing you say Blazers and thinking about the series, I'm going to go with the Nuggets. The Nuggets win this one in seven. They're home for the seventh game. They win this one, and then they get thrashed by the Lakers in the next round. That's what I got. You mean, uh, yeah, I, I think you mispronounced uh, Suns. <laughs> all right all right fair enough fair enough um yeah some baseball rays and yankees happening on monday a huge matchup rays are currently first place in the east yankees are third place in the east these are two teams that matched up in the playoffs last year who you got rylan uh i think i got the yankees in this one they started out the season really bad and i think that is why they're below right now that because they've been really good lately mm-hmm I got the Rays. They've been red hot. And uh, for some reason, the Rays defy the laws of baseball. And so I got the Rays winning this one. Fair enough. Well, so the next matchup we got going on, we got the next game of the Knicks versus Hawks. Coming back to the Garden, who do you think wins this one? Uh, The Hawks will win the series, but I think the Knicks win game five at the Garden. Yeah, I think I tend to agree with you there. I I think it's tough going back into that crowd. uh, the Hawks will win this series, I believe. But yeah, I, I think the Knicks get game five too. That'll set up a, quite a game six though, because that game six will be pretty much whoever wins that, I think wins the series. Uh, up next, we got the Mavericks versus the Clippers on Wednesday. Who do you got in this one? On uh, Wednesday, well, according to the score right now, the Clippers are winning. They're beating the Mavericks pretty bad. And so, I mean, no matter what happens today, I think the Clippers win game five because it's back in L.A. Um, and either way, I don't think they're going to be beaten five. Or if it's tied 2-2, two, two, I think they're going to win game five because they'll have all the momentum. So I got the Clippers. Uh, yeah, dang. I don't like picking against Luka. But I no, I'm not going to pick against Luka. I, I, I think the Mavericks can pull this out. Hopefully Luka's healthy by then. Uh, game five, he, he doesn't want to lose three in a row, so. And then Um, finally, we got the Golden Knights versus the Avalanche in game two. It's looking like the Golden Knights are going to drop game one to the Avalanche. Uh, But who you got in the second second game? Um, I got the Golden Knights. I think the Golden Knights are a rock. I think they're a good team. I think they might lose the Avalanche, but I don't think they're going to get swept. So that's why I got them in game two. Hey, they're my pick to win it all. So I'm going to continue riding with them. So I also got the Golden Knights. There you go. Well, thank you so much for tuning in to the Wanna Talk Sports podcast. Um, It's a great time to be a sports fan, especially a great time to be a basketball fan. And so I encourage all of you as we go into tomorrow, our our third day of this incredible three-day weekend, um, and go into the rest of the week for that matter, to keep on watching these games as we go into the summer and things continue to open up and life continues continues to get better and better. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you guys all for joining us. It's been super fun. Um, Have a good day and go Suns. And go Giants.